Now, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكَ هُدَاهُمْ Sometimes what happens is that when you think about giving charity, you want to make sure that you're giving it to the perfect individual. And if it's not going to a, the perfect individual, you just want to take your money back. Or you decide, okay, I'm never going to give to that person again. Like for example, your mom says, give something to your brother. And you're like, oh, I don't like him because he doesn't pray. You're mad at him because he lied to you. You're mad at him because he never gives you anything. He's so mean. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, it is not your responsibility to guide people. You're not supposed to be religious police over people. Your duty is to convey. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ Allah guides whoever He wants. So give, give to everybody. You know, there's a story, we learned that once there was a man, he decided, okay, I'm going to give charity in secret. I'm not going to let anybody find out, so I'm going to go in the middle of the night and give it to some poor person. So what happened? He took some stuff, some sadaqah that he wanted to give, and he found a woman and he gave it to her. And he was so happy, I gave charity in the middle of the night. Next morning, people started saying, oh, somebody gave charity to a prostitute last night. And the man was like, oh, I gave charity to a prostitute? Astaghfirullah. Right? He's like, oh, my charity was not accepted. So he said, you know what, I gotta try again. This story is from hadith, by the way. Okay? So next night, he took sadaqah and he found somebody, a man, he gave it to a man. The next day, people were like, somebody gave charity to a thief last night. He's like, what's going on? Then, third try. Okay? He gave charity to a man. Next day, people are saying, somebody gave charity to a rich guy last night. So this person was like, what's going on? So he went and asked somebody, that what's going on? What do I do? And they said, you never know. Maybe because you gave charity to that woman, she went back home instead of doing something wrong. Because she got money. She went out of her home in the night to make money. Because you gave her charity, instead of doing something wrong, she went home. It's possible that your charity stopped that thief from committing theft again. And it's possible that your charity to that rich man encouraged him to give charity also. So the thing is that your job is to give. Your job is to give, not to judge people. Alright? So yes, you should try to make sure that your charity is going for a good cause. But then once you've given, don't go on harassing people. Okay, we gave you this charity last year. What did you do with it? We want to know. Show us your records. Where did that money go? Did you actually, you know, help the poor? Or did you use it for something else? We want to know. Don't harass people. You know, sometimes we give a gift and then we ask people, did you use it? Did you like it? And we ask them again and again and again, well, what if they didn't like it? What if they didn't use it? What if they didn't keep it? What if they gave it away? Why are you harassing them? So what do we learn from this? Once you've given something, you've given it. And don't start finding out what happened with your charity. وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلِيَنْفُسِكُمْ Whatever you gave of charity, it's for your benefit. Meaning once you've given for the sake of Allah, your reward is written. Now what happens with that money? That's not your business. وَمَا تُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا ابْتِغَاءَ وَجْهِ اللَّهِ And you are not spending except to seek the face of Allah. That's your intention, isn't it? You want to see Allah. You want to please Allah. You want Allah's approval. And you want to see the face of Allah in the hereafter. That's your real intention. 
وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يُوَفَّ إِلَيْكُمْ And whatever good you spend, then it will be given back to you in full. وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تُظْلَمُونَ And you will not be wronged. Because sometimes what happens is, you know, you give in charity and you feel like, oh, I wasted that money. What a waste. I shouldn't have given it. For example, you buy one of your distant relatives who may be struggling financially, you buy them some nice clothes. All right? This happened with me once. Okay? You buy somebody nice clothes. And then you see them abusing those clothes. I remember once I bought this one child a very nice, expensive pair of pants. And I saw him then, oh my God, like treating those pants as if they were like pajamas or like I don't know what. Okay, They were covered in dirt, ripped on like the third day. And my heart was like, oh my God, I spent so much money on that. What are you doing, kid? Have some respect for these clothes. That's how I was feeling in my heart. And then I remembered, no, I gave it, khalas, that's it. I didn't give it so that he would save it for the rest of his life. I didn't give it so that he would treat it like it was gold. No, I gave it for the sake of Allah, and that's it. My transaction is with Allah, not with this person. You understand? When you give something, then your transaction is with Allah not with the person that you're giving to. And then have faith in Allah. If you've given something for His sake, He will return it to you. Your charity is not going to go waste. وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تُظْلَمُونَ Now in the next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us who exactly we should spend on. لِلْفُقَرَاء For those in poverty. فُقَرَاء plural of فَقِيرٌ أَلَّذِينَ أُحْصِرُوا فِي سَبِيلَ اللَّهِ Those who have been restricted in the way of Allah. Uhsiru from ihsar, to constrain, to restrict, limit someone, so that they're not able to move around freely. So they are restricted in the way of Allah. لا يستطيعون ضربا في الأرض They're not able to strike the earth, literally. What it means is travel in the earth. They're not able to go around, work, make money. Okay? This ayah was revealed about those companions who had immigrated to Medina. Alright? And when they immigrated to Medina, they had no families in Medina. So where did they live? In the masjid. They had no homes. They lived in the masjid. So anytime something needed to be done, like for example, there's some expedition, guess who went? It was these people. Anytime some work had to be done, they were supposed to do it. They did not have the time to go find jobs. Because their entire time was dedicated to what? Being with the Prophet ﷺ. So they were restricted in the way of Allah. They couldn't go work, make money. They didn't have lands in Medina so that they would you know, look after the date palm trees and then use the produce to make money. No. They didn't have the time because they would 100% dedicate themselves in the way of Allah. يَحْسَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the ignorant person thinks that they are rich. أَغْنِيَا is a plural of غَنِي. The ignorant person thinks, oh they're rich, they've got money. Yes, they're living in the masjid, but you know, good, they don't have to spend on rent. Right? They're just here, they don't have any dependence on them. They've got enough money. And the reason why they think they're rich is مِنَ التعفف, Because of self-restraint. Ta'affuf is from Ain Fafa, and it is to stop yourself from doing something out of shyness, out of modesty. 
So they're so modest that they will never beg. They will never ask. So because they never ask, they never beg, the ignorant person thinks they're rich. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تَعْرِفُهُمْ بِسِيمَاهُمْ You would recognize them by their distinctive mark. Sima is a mark that's distinctive, that's characteristic to a person. Meaning when you will see them and when you will pay attention, you will know that they need something. You know, for example, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. Have you heard of this name? Yeah? One of the companions of the Prophet wasallam who narrated many hadiths. Why was he able to narrate so much knowledge that he acquired from the Prophet ﷺ? Because he spent his time learning from him. Right? He didn't spend his time in the marketplace. He didn't spend his time in the farm. No, he spent his time in the masjid around the Prophet ﷺ, traveling with him everywhere so that he could constantly observe and learn. He didn't have the time to go and work. Right? So what happened once Abu Hurairah was so hungry, so hungry, that he couldn't just stay sitting. So he went out, he went, he saw some people, greeted them, asked them different questions, they gave the answers, and walked away. Right? Abu Hurairah was hoping that maybe, you know, if I talk to them and I ask, you know, spend some time with them, maybe they'll have some food they'll offer me, maybe. Right? So he went to the Prophet ﷺ, and when he saw him, the Prophet ﷺ knew that he was hungry. You know, if a person is hungry, can you not see the hunger on their face? When a person is thirsty, can you not see the thirst on their face? And when a person is well fed, you can see that on their face also, right? So the Prophet ﷺ recognized that. And he gave him food to eat. So sometimes we make the excuse that, oh, nobody asked me. They didn't ask me for anything. You know, I'm more than willing to give, but nobody asked me. What do we learn from here? Don't wait to be asked. Don't wait for people to come and beg you. Don't wait for people to come and ask you. Use your own observation. Take interest in people. Look at them. Try to sense what they need. Put yourself in their position and think what you would need in their position. Right? So, يَحْسَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُ أَغْنِيَاءِ The ignorant person thinks, so oh, they've got enough. But Allah says, you would recognize them by their marks. لَا يَسْأَلُونَ النَّاسَ إِلْحَافَ Specifically, they don't ask people naggingly. إِلْحَافَ إِلْحَاف لَامْ حَافَ You may have heard the word لِحَاف. It's used for a blanket. Have you ever tried to like, get rid of a blanket? I mean, when you're in bed, all comfy. It's hard to get rid of it, isn't it? Because it just clings to you. You take it off a little bit and then you're like, oh, it just clings to you. So, ilhaf is to nag someone. And you know what that is, right? You know exactly how that is. Maybe you've done it yourself. Asking your parents like, oh my God. Like relentlessly asking them like a two-year-old, like a three-year-old, Mom, I need to go. Mom, I need the car keys. Mom, I need the car keys. Mom, I need to go today. Mom, I need to be there right now. Mom, I need the car keys. Dad said I could take the car keys. <sighs> Quiet. Naggingly. This is ilhaf. Okay? Don't do that. It's not nice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here that the mark of those people who really are in need is that they don't ask naggingly. They don't insist. They don't beg. So recognize them and give them. 
You know, in a hadith we learned the Prophet ﷺ said that the miskeen person, the person in need, is not the one for whom a date or two or morsel or two of food is sufficient. But the poor person is he who does not beg or ask the people for something. He does not beg people and he does not show his poverty. You understand who a miskeen person is? Who a needy person is? The one who does not beg and the one who does not show his poverty. وَمَا تُنْفِقُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ And whatever you spend of any good, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ Then Allah is knowing of it. Maybe people don't see it. They don't recognize it, but Allah knows. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ Those people who spend their money, their wealth, بِاللَّيْلِ In the night, وَالنَّهَارِ And the day. They spend their money in the night and in the day. Have you ever shopped online in the night? Yeah. You can also make donations online in the night. Really. Because, you know, one is that you spend in the day when you go to the masjid, for example. But there is a different joy of spending in the night because you're alone. Nobody else is around you. In the masjid, there are so many people watching you. But in your house, in front of your computer, or from your phone, nobody is watching you. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's going on. So those who spend of their wealth in the night and in the day, Sirran wa'alaniyatan, secretly and openly. Sometimes privately, so nobody finds out. And sometimes openly, so that everybody there witnesses it. Falahum ajruhum inda rabbihim. They shall have their reward with their Lord. Wala khawfun alayhim, walahum yahzanun. There shall be no fear on them, nor will they grieve. Meaning they will truly be happy people. We think we will become happy if we have a lot of stuff. But you know what? Studies show that even a 100% increase in income, a 100% increase in income, does not make you happier. You know that? For example, if you're making $2,000 a month, let's say, and then all of a sudden, you start making $4,000 a month. And you say, oh, I'll be so happy if that happens. No, you'll be happy for maybe three weeks, Two months, but then you'll be back to where you were. Having more does not make you happy. What makes you happy is actually your actions, what you do, your achievements, your sense of accomplishment. When you feel like, yes, I've done something, I've made a difference today. And part of that is giving charity also. We buy things, we collect things, we hoard all things. Why? Because we think if we have them, we'll be happy. We'll have no fear, no sadness. What do we learn from here? Those who spend in the night and in the day, openly and secretly, meaning at all times and in all situations, without delay. It's part of their habits. It's their nature. They spend. Then such people are truly happy. You know, there's a very interesting story mentioned on page 37 in your book. There is a man who never left his house without something to give in charity. So even when he went to the masjid, he would take something with him. And at times he would bring like an onion. Okay? And then he would give that to, you know, a poor person. Or an onion. So somebody said to him that, you know, why do you bring an onion. Like, why would you do that? You bring it, you hide it in your sleeve, and then you give it to a poor person. Don't do that, because, you know, it could stink up your clothes, and, you know, onion. Why? And he said, sometimes that's all I can find. 
So basically this man had made a rule for himself that I will never leave the house without something to give in charity, whatever it may be. And this is something that we should also try to do. You know, keep a candy, extra gum, something in your bag, something in your car, so that anytime you can offer something to somebody, you're not looking. You're not thinking, oh, I wish I had some cash on me so that I could buy something and then give it. No, have something on your hand, on yourself, when you leave your house, so that you can give. Because those who spend, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them generously. Okay, very good observation, mashallah. You know, sometimes when we're younger, when we're dependent on our parents, we always stay on the receiving end. You know, like, okay, I need money for this. I need to buy this. Mom, take me shopping. Dad, get me this. I need lunch money today and I need that tomorrow. We're always taking, taking, taking. And when it's time to give in charity, we think, oh, my parents should be giving charity. But from these verses we learn that we should also be on the giving end. Because the upper hand is better than the lower hand. The giving hand is better than the receiving one. Right? So just because you're young, it doesn't mean that you cannot give. Right? Alhamdulillah, since the beginning of this course, we've had many charity projects through Serving Humanity. And right now, Code Tribe is almost done? Almost done or done? Almost done. When is the last date? So tomorrow is the last date for our coat drive. We all feel the cold, right? We all like new jackets, right? I mean, if you've been wearing the same jacket for the past two years, you feel kind of bored of it, isn't it? Maybe you're happy with your jacket, but you see someone wearing a newer, nicer jacket and a trendier jacket, and you want that also. You know, the sister was sharing with us that in one of the shelters where they provide the jackets, there was a teenage boy who wanted a specific kind of a jacket, and they got him that kind of a jacket, and when they gave it to him, he was so happy, he wore it inside the building. He was wearing it all day, he was so happy to have it. He was happy, right? Because he finally got something that he wanted. MashaAllah, many of us are fortunate that when we want something, we can get it. Our parents can buy it for us. What about those children whose parents are not there? Whose parents cannot buy for them? So from these ayat, what do we learn? That we cannot just keep our money for who? For ourselves. A believer is not selfish. A believer is generous. And don't just think about the donation that you made last year. You know, sometimes you think, yeah, yeah, I gave a lot for the bake sale. I gave a lot. But what do we learn in this last ayah? Those who give in the night and in the day, secretly and openly. What does that mean? Continuously. They don't wait for the next day or they don't think about what they gave long time ago. They see an opportunity to give and they contribute in that. So make the intention to give something. Tomorrow is the last day for the coat drive. Hmm? Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. يا أيها الذين آمنوا أنفقوا من طيبات ما كسبتم ومما أخرجنا لكم من الأرض ولا تيمموا الخبيث منه تنفقون ولستم بآخذيه إلا أن تغمضوا فيه واعلموا أن 